The Long Box Crusade presents an action film face-off holiday special. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? My name is Dacre Stoker. I'm the great-grandnephew of Bram Stoker. He's the author of Dracula. I'm the author of Dracul, along with J.D. Barker. You're listening to Horror Film Face-Off. This episode, it's 1986 versus 1996. Two horror films enter. One horror film leaves. <laughs> That's enough. Welcome to a special episode of Action Film Face-Off. This is Horror Film Face-Off, the show where two random years are selected, and my brother will bring a horror film from one of the random years while I bring a horror film from the other random year. Then those two films will do battle using our usual variety of criteria, and the champion will be crowned by the end of the episode. So just like Action Film Face-Off, but we're doing some horror films for the Halloween special. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, Happy Halloween, ladies. (laughs) That's a good, from the Highlander. I did, you got it. Your impression was spot on, by the way. <laughs> Love that movie. Uh, let me introduce one of your hosts, my brother, a U.S. Army combat veteran of Kosovo and Iraq. And this is Jason Voorheeselskull. Uh, get it? Uh, Jason yeah, Voorheeselskull. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, Jason Voorheeselskull <laughs> Albrecht, welcome back to our fine program. Yep, it's good to be back. Good to be here in this uh, Halloween festivities. We got to hurry it up, though, because I got to go assault some kids and get that candy. <laughs> now that we're all grown up. <laughs> yeah, trip them and get that candy. <laughs> leave me alone, old man. Give me your candy. <laughs> Give me your candy. I'll leave you alone. Everybody knows you have diabetes, old man. <laughs> <laughs> that may be true, son. But everybody knows diabetes doesn't work on Halloween. <laughs> Get that candy. <laughs> oh, God, Connery's here. Connery, get back in your room. Oh, yes, indeed. We are going to score each of today's films on a scale of 1 to 10 in five categories. Those categories are story, overall spectacle, best horror action scene, the hero, and the villain. And then there will be the deduction round, where up to 10 points can be subtracted from the film's total for whatever we determine is the low point of the movie. You minus it, Jared. You minus it. You minus it. Let's find out what this episode's first action film is going to be from my brother and co-host, a U.S. Air Force combat veteran of Iraq and a combat self-defense instructor, Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Scared to Death Probe. <laughs> scared to Death Probe. Mm. 
Fun with Halloween, everyone. And thank you, Jason. Before we move on, Jason and I have both had a myriad of Halloween costumes over the years. I, I know which one was my favorite that I ever wore. Jason, what's your favorite Halloween costume that you ever wore? Oh, man. I think I would have to go hands down. Dad made me a pirate mm. uniform one year. I remember that. Oh, man. It, he went all out on this one. You know, I had the shirt. I had the vest. I had the balloons, the boots. And he even made me a little cutlass from wood. And then he wrapped some like industrial foil around it. So it looked like a shining cutlass blade. And the handle was like an old tennis racket. I remember it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I looked legit. I <laughs> patch and everything, man. Dad took an old busted tennis racket and turned it into a very, very legit looking pirate sword for Jason. I remember it, even though I was probably five or so at the time. Yeah, like, I think, I mean, I've done some like stuff as an adult. Like I've gone from Serenity. I went as Jane, but, you know, I like bought a shirt online. And I mean, it looked good, but man, dad went all out. I, mm. That, that was homemade head to toe. He has some skills. He's a handy guy to have around. He is. I'd have to say my favorite Halloween costume. I was actually older. I was in college and I worked at a military surplus store. So I had access to a lot of cool things. Me and Delvin the Dark Web Williams and two of our other friends, we went as the Ghostbusters. We had the get up suit. We made the backpacks from old busted VCRs we found in a dumpster. Just basically glued the parts to a cardboard box. <laughs> we put a backpack inside a cardboard box and glued the parts to it. Took a two liter bottle and put like foil up in it. So it looked like there was like energy going around in, <laughs> in there on our backs. And uh, we went to a local club. I think it was a thousand dollar prize for whoever won the costume contest. And we won. So we each walked out with a cool 250. That's pretty night. awesome. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I saw the pictures of you in the costumes. And I think I saw your proton pack lying around one time. <laughs> <laughs> it was good work, man. You guys did a good job. You earned that 250. And then Jason came in and busted us for some environmental ghostbuster stuff and took the money. <laughs> hey, man, listen, you do your job. I'll do mine. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to the show. I have no idea how much of that I'm going to leave in. Now, before our two films enter the video, Dome Marina, we're thrilled to kick off this special episode with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, the Yard sellartist.bigcartel.com early access to special long box episodes they get to vote on show content there's a lot you get for being a crusaders club member so these are the folks reaping the benefits and giving so much appreciated support to the show and don't think i didn't notice what you've done here <laughs> well, i'll let you start it thank you for being a friend beheaded bill from the bat pod blast it or stash it or slash it Bob Ghostbuster, Braxton Six Feet Underwood, David Collins Haunted Battle Wagon, <laughs> like Ghost Tank, Battle Wagon, Spliced Gene Hendrix, Gerald Green Slime, I the Bone Collector, Ivor, aka Igor Evans, Joe Thomas, Mad Musical Genius, <laughs> John and Maggie, Goodbye Maggie. <laughs> It seemed funnier when I wrote it, but it was so dark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Maggie. We don't mean to sound threatening or anything, but <laughs> take I wrote it in the spirit of which it was intended. Jose El Muerte Pollo. Maxwell House on Haunted Hill Traver. Because it's Maxwell House. That was, that was my line of thinking. <laughs> oh, I was, I was stretching. I was like, I'm just going to play it off like yeah, I understand. It, it seemed clever when I wrote it down. Miranda W. And the W stands for Werewolf. Ow. Paul, six feet down under, Hicks. Reggie, haunted Hancock. Rotting Rick, 
Jeff and Rick present Ronald went and killed someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. It's funny. <laughs> Ross Madness Michaud. Ryan kills daily. Sam Haymantha Mamie. <laughs> I put some effort into these people. <laughs> Sean of the Dead Urbanski. Steve Murder of Crowsnin. Terrifying Tim. Timmy. Toronto Wolf Cop. And if, you, if you've never seen Wolf Cop, go watch Wolf Cop. That movie is amazing. <laughs> if we miss anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance. Hence, we are recording on September 26th for the Halloween episode. So if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon, but still no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. That'll go to Pat Sampson, our founder, and he's lonely. And we'll also get everything straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? You're waiting for me to ask it, aren't you? <laughs> now, I'll tell you what, I'll just keep going. <laughs> It's simple. You just head over to patreon.com. You search Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to the amazing world of Crusaders Club. Come check it out. All right. Now let's get back to the combat and learn a bit about the film Reitners about to battle for your pleasure. This episode, I was assigned the year of 1986, and I have selected The Hitcher, starring C. Thomas Howell and Rutger Hauer. What year did the randomizer, as pulled by Delvin, select for you? Well, I got 1996, so I'm putting into our Videodome Arena, Vampirella, starring Talisa Soto and Roger Daughtry. And I got to say, Jared, before we move on, the reason why I picked Vampirella, I'm going to lay this excuse right out here, right up front. Because <laughs> I thought about it, like, well, what do we cover on our show? Well, we cover comic books, Vampirella, check. Mm -hmm. We cover action films, Vampirella, check. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we cover James Bond, Talisa Soto, right? Yeah, check, check. check. <laughs> so I was like, this is the perfect Venn diagram for our show. Mm -hmm. Or so I thought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. <laughs> My script says we have a fine matchup for this one. I don't know how much I believe in that. But you know what? We're going to make it fun. And we're going to find the positive in things like we always do. We will. So now it's important to point out that this isn't a Jared versus Jason. We each had to select Thank from God. our side. <laughs> we, we, we each had to select from our side year, so I might very well like his selection better than mine. Probably not, or vice versa. This Probably is all. So. <laughs> this is all about us discussing some beloved horror films and coming to a consensus on which one is this episode's champion. Spoiler warnings. Let me just give you some spoiler warnings. We're going to talk in depth. We're going to talk about details of the film. So if you don't want your movie spoiled, this is your chance. You can pause here and go watch the films. Vampirella is available in its entirety on YouTube. That's how you know it's good. Okay. <laughs> and of course, The Hitcher from 1986. I might be the last person on the planet who ever saw that movie. I know a lot of people who have, but it is also a thrill ride of a film and we don't want to spoil anything for you. So if you want to go spoiler free, you need to pause now, go watch the films and we'll be here when you get back. Welcome back. I apologize for some of that. <laughs> now you see why I gave you the one. <laughs> I find the value in everything I watch, though. So I will have some good things to say about our films tonight. Because we're not going to be snarky negative, guys. It's not what we do. But we'll have some fun with it. Let me jump in with some quick information on 1986's The Hitcher. Heading west. 
lost on a long, lonely highway, only his dreams for company, until... My mother told me never to do this. Before many miles, he'll wish he'd taken his mom's advice. When Jim Halsey let the hitcher into his car, he opened the doors of hell. What do you want? I want you to stop me. Once you've met the hitcher, you'll never pick up another. My wallet's in my pocket. Shut up! We know how to do it. Jesus! Why are you doing this to me? You're a smart kid. I'll figure it out. I didn't do it. I didn't do any of it. I'm not a killer. This morning, this guy tried to kill me, and he's been following me ever since. Here's your cast and crew. As I mentioned earlier, C. Thomas Howell and Rutger Hauer and a Jennifer Jason Lee early appearance for her. It is directed by Gary Nelson. Here's your synopsis. A young man named Jim is moving a car across the country for a client when he picks up a hitchhiker to help him pass the time. The hitchhiker turns out to be a murderous madman on a killing spree, but the killing is not enough for the hitcher. He is determined to frame Jim for these heinous murders. Here's your interesting trivia, or what I deemed as interesting trivia. Sam Elliott and Terrence Stamp were both offered the role of John Ryder. He's the main villain from this film. And the hero, Jim Halsey, the producers mentioned and were going after Matthew Modine, Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez, and Charlie Sheen. So if you feel like recasting Hitcher in your head, there you go. Item number two. There's a scene in the movie where Rutger Hauer pulls out a switchblade and pokes it really close to C. Thomas Howell's eye. And C. Thomas Howell's fear was very real when during this scene because it was completely improvised, the dialogue, the movements, and everything. C. Thomas Howell legitimately did not know what was going on. Was that scary. was freaky. That was a freaky scene, <laughs> man. I would have been like, this is my last day. You can call Estevez. You can call Sheen. I'm not going to get back <laughs> in the car with that crazy man. <laughs> And finally, while performing the last bit in the film, there's a stunt where Rutger Hauer goes right through the windshield of a car, and he actually knocked out one of his teeth while doing that stunt with the shotgun that he had held in his hand, so he gave up a tooth for the hitcher. That's all my trivia. I pass it over to Jason Voorheeselskull. <laughs> and I will give you a quick rundown on 1996 Vampirella. far away always among us are wicked apparitions in a world of perfect harmony not content 
contempt for plenty. Our civilization provides you turn on your brother. A cold-blooded killer will put an end to it all and shatter a young woman's life forever. I know that you don't approve, but this journey is something you have to do. Now she's traveling across time to a new world and a murderer over 300,000 years old. So Vampirella, the cast included Talisa Soto, Roger Daltrey, and Richard Joseph Paul. It was directed by Jim Wynorski. Roger Daltrey of the Who fame? Yes. And he made sure he got a song in there. <laughs> yes, he did. And in full disclosure, I'm going to have to rely on IMDb for the synopsis. I just wanted to give credit to IMDb where credit is due. 30 centuries ago, on the planet Draculon, a cult led by Vlad kills the council and escapes to Earth to become the bloodsuckers known as vampires. Ella, daughter of the slain High Elder, pursues the cult with vengeance in her heart. Shipwrecked for centuries on Mars, she eventually gets to Earth as a stowaway on a manned expedition. On present-day Earth, Adam, a descendant of Van Helsing's, works for Purge a paramilitary group dedicated to hunting vampires. Ella is now known as Vampirella and must form an uneasy alliance with Adam in order to locate and deal with their common enemy, Vlad. So trivia item number one, the closing credits promise a sequel, Death's Dark Avenger. It never happened. <laughs> the space sequence of Vlad and his cohorts leaving Draculon is footage from not of This Earth, a movie in 1988, run in reverse. Both films were directed by Jim Wynorski. Yeah, oh, clever. Jim Wynorski wanted Julie Strain for the role of Vampirella, but Talisa Soto was cast instead. I don't know Julie Strain, but I support that decision of sticking I'm with Talisa Soto. I'm clicking Julie Strain right now just to see. <laughs> oh, she's a little bit all right. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she was in Naked Gun 33 and a third. Okay. Beverly Hills Cop 3. She'd like to be in part threes of things. This is what I'm learning. <laughs> Heavy Metal 2000. And three. <laughs> and Day of the Warrior. Part three. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and now that we have the basics on today's contestants. Ladies and gentlemen. Test your might. Uh, let's get it. film face-off let's get going round one is the story whatever you do don't fall asleep how engaging and original is a story how did it make you feel 
Were you engaged? Were you not engaged? I think I know some of these answers. But Jason, let's start with 1986's Hitcher. How did you feel about the story? Well, I actually thought the story was pretty compelling. Almost like Halloween and the Road Warrior kind of mixed in a blender and a script came out. You know, there was a lot of twists and turns. I have some questions. <laughs> I was I, wasn't, I think we all do. Okay, let's get into it. As it was unfolding, I thought we were coming on to like a Tyler Durden type of story mm. where the hitcher was actually Jim. Uh, Jim. Yeah. And the, oh man, how did you say that? That's like a that's like a much better movie. <laughs> that's why I thought they were going with that. And then kind of at the end, I was like, no, I bet I, I never fully understood why he was tormenting Jim of all people. Why Jim? Yeah. And there was a scene in there when they said, well, we don't know his name or any of the stuff. He's like, it's John Ryder. Like, we were supposed to know who John Ryder is. And I was like, well, who the is John Ryder? You know? He so, only knew that because the guy said that when he got in the car. The guy told him his name was John Ryder. That's I thought, okay, because I thought he just said John. So I wasn't exactly sure what all was going on there. I guess I kind of left at the end with it that he almost like seemed like he wanted Jim to kill him. And I don't know, maybe Jim was the only one he thought worthy because he escaped him. Maybe. Okay. That, I didn't think of that, but that's valid. So anyway, I just obviously had a lot of questions and I've rambled on enough. I'll shut up and leave it for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of feel the same way. I thought the story was very improbable. Man, ever since you gave me that whole sort of Tyler Durden Fight Club analogy, I really kind of wish that was the movie now. But we got what we got. It was a little more straightforward. But somehow they were able to get almost two hours or right at two hours out of this movie. And you know, normally when you pop in a horror movie, 90 minutes is your ballpark. So uh -huh. when I saw two hours, like, how are they going to get two hours out of a hitchhiker movie? And... By golly, they did, and I did not pick up my phone to check Twitter or anything like that. I was engaged in the movie, so that's got to say something for the storytelling. Yeah, and I was freaking out in some places, too. I mean, <laughs> they did a really good job. I don't know if the, we would call this spectacle or story. I think it's a little bit of both. The pacing was very good, mm -hmm. and the suspenseful moments were very suspenseful. Yes, in 1986, when this came out, this was considered very edgy horror by today's standards, you'll just kind of look at it and laugh. I mean, we've seen the Saw films now. So <laughs> this is like, okay. I mean, I, again, that's not fair. I wouldn't say look at it and laugh. That's not fair. But it's it's tamer. I'll put it to you this way. I let my 13-year-old son watch it with me and didn't regret it. I think he was fine. But that's just me. I, I'm not going to recommend anybody else out there. 13-year-old <laughs> kids watch it. Really yeah, depends don't, on don't judge him. <laughs> <laughs> depends on your kid's maturity. Jordan's a very mature movie watcher. Well, and I think, too, I mean, there wasn't actually a whole lot of gore. Mm, a lot of implied the, gore, kind of like uh -huh. Jaws. Yeah, I was thinking of the scene with the girl tied up on the truck and yeah, it's like it was. Oh, I was uncomfortable. I was like, "Oh no, oh no," you know. But you never actually see any see anything really major, and somehow I, that made it kind of even more intense. In my research, I was reading that they actually wanted to film her being pulled in two by the truck, but yeah. that was too far for the producers back then, so they backed off of that. I think it was a good decision, Jason. I think it's time for us to have a short conversation. Okay, what do you feel about the story in Vampirella from nineteen ninety six? Well, you know, I was going to poo-poo on it, but in actuality, the story, the script itself, isn't half bad. 
Oh, man, I was trying to trick you into poo-pooing it so I could come and make the point that I think you're about to make, but go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, it had all the elements of a good action horror revenge film. I think it had an interesting opening. You had the planet Draculon, which was kind of a cool concept in its own way. You introduced the villain and the protagonist. How she got to Earth was a little pretty clever. I liked the idea of Van Helsing's protege being a member of this purge organization. I liked the purge organization. All the elements of a good story were there. All right, I'm going to tack on and, and also say some positive things about Vampirella. I agree with you wholeheartedly. The whole time I'm watching it, and, and I, you know, fair warning to the people out there, I would not consider this a good movie. This is a, a movie that you watch if you really like film. If you're kind of a fan of mystery science theater and you kind of are interested in sort of these B-level movies for the fun that they can be, then Vampirella is for you. But it's not a high-end movie. If You know what? If you, even if you think about comic book movies, especially from the 90s where Vampirella sits firmly, before they kind of knew how to make comic book movies, that's what you're going to get. Having uh-huh. said that, as I'm watching this thing, I'm thinking, okay, this is kind of B-movie. It's kind of silly. But like you were saying, Jason, the story, I was like, if I was reading this in a comic book, I think it would be good. I think I would like this comic book. Yeah. It just yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Didn't translate well to the screen. And, and I'll be honest with you, being a comic book reader for about 40 years now, I'm ashamed to say I've read one issue of Vampirella my entire life. And it was very much a side thing where she was doing some side missions, not part of her main canon story. I have no idea if this story that we saw on the screen is main canon or not for Vampirella, if she's from another planet, if that's how all this happened. I don't know. So if there's Vampirella purists out there, we'd love to hear from you over on our Twitter page, which is at AFFO podcast. And I'm not going to be able to provide any illumination. I'm right with you. I know who the character is. I never really read the comic. So I was kind of coming in with a fresh take on this as well. All right, let's go ahead and score the story round, Jason, on a scale of one to 10, where five means it's just right down the road, middle of the road, no bells, no whistles. It got the job done. You're not mad about it. Five is average. What do you give the story of The Hitcher from 1986? I'm giving this one a solid seven. I mean, I, I it was a little confusing for me on some, some levels, but overall, it had enough twists and turns and kept me engaged. So well above average. Well, continuing the long-standing tradition of action film face-off, and in this case, horror film face-off, I scored it a seven. So we are right there, (laughs) eye-to-eye, once again, nothing new. All right. The story of Vampirella, this could get interesting, because there's a lot of different ways to look at this. I'm interested in your take, 1996's Vampirella, one to ten, where you at? Well, again, I thought that the elements of a good story were there. I like what you said. If it was a comic book, I would have read it. I would have would have liked it. And just because I think it's going to go all downhill from Vampirella from here, I gave her a six on this one. All right. I'm not too far off. I originally wrote down a four after I finished the movie. But then after I sort of thought about it from the prism of this would be a good comic book. So the story's good. It's just the execution that's not great. So I bumped it to a five. I'm at a five. Jason's at a six. It's a mercy six. It's a mercy six. I'm going to admit it. I'm going to bring an end to round one. Jason, do your thing. All right, let's go into round two. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets punctured? And that is the hero. How cool is the hero? Uh, We've got C. Thomas Howe's character of Jim, and we got Talisa Soto's character of Vampirella. So let's start off with Jim. What did you think of Jim, Jared? 
I liked Jim. Jim works as a character because he is a blank slate character. Jim doesn't have a ton of his own personality. And that's sometimes a clever thing to do in a horror movie because it's easier for an audience member, someone watching the film, to put themselves in the role of the hero if it's a blank slate character. So it works on that level, but he is a blank slate. There's not a ton of depth to him. He makes a lot of bizarre decisions that I don't understand. I spend a lot of the time yelling at the TV. Yeah, like when he stopped, when he saw that car. Yeah, what are you stopping? Why are you stopping, man? (laughs) As soon as you have that one incident, it's lock all doors, hit the gas, get where you're going, call the police. I mean, that's it. Oh, let me stop at this clearly abandoned gas station. You know, Jim just makes a crap ton of really bad decisions. I'll tell you what, I'm just going to get out this gun and I'm going to hijack these cops. Dude, the safest place for you right now is in that jail cell. <laughs> just go yep. to the jail I would have been like, if I woke up with that jail cell unlocked, I would have locked nope. it. I would have been like, click, lock yeah. it, lock. I'm good. I'll wait till somebody shows up. Jim's going to lose a fair amount of points for just boneheaded decision making. And there's not a lot of depth to Jim, but he still did good. I think C. Thomas Howell gave a very good performance. Thumbs up to C. Thomas Howell. I just think the character was a little half-baked. And I will pass it back to you. Yeah, I agree with you. I found myself like scratching my head at some of the decisions Jim made. I mean, the first was like, why pick up a big-ass hitchhiker on the side of the road? Okay, let's come up with a rule right now. Okay. Number one, you should not pick up a hitchhiker. We all know this. His mother told him that. His mother told him that. (laughs) But here's the rule. Okay, if you're going to break that rule, Mm -hmm. you have to be sure you can whoop that sucker's ass for something (laughs) that goes sideways in that car (laughs) before you let him in. Because I would have, I mean, me, I'm a big man. And if I saw Wrecker Howell with his thumb out, I'd be like, mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and, and that's the end of the movie. Roll credits. Yeah, exactly. We're big guys. We're combat experienced military trained guys. But still, you got to be like, there's a percentage chance I could lose to this guy. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just going to nah. keep rolling. No, nah, I'm not going to stop. But, you know, on the other hand, I also tried to factor in he's a kid, right? And yeah. he's, he's at that age where we all make a lot of bad decisions. And I kind of get to because he was tired. So he wasn't making the best decisions and he was looking for some sort of distraction so he could stay awake. So let's cut him a little slack. But, you know, this is the new rule. Don't pick up somebody whose ass you can't whoop. Exactly. You know, some of the other things, though, he did a really good job with his expressions, his physical acting. One of the scenes that really sold it for me is like when he, he was about ready to kill himself. Things were just so out of his control, and he was so frustrated that he put that gun up to his chin. Just the look of anguish on his face, and you know how he can't do it. That he was just literally just just raking the dirt with his fingers, and I thought that was really powerful. That was a, mm-hmm. that was a good, powerful performance. So yeah, I think I'm kind of landing where you are. I question a lot of what the character does, but C. Thomas Howell did a fantastic job of playing the character on screen. Concur. So let's talk about Vampirella. I don't know, Jerry. We might we might start fighting on this one. Now. <laughs> you go first. What do you think? <laughs> okay, the character of Vampirella has always been interesting to me. I've always been a big Talisa Soto fan from her breakout role in License to Kill. She's one of my favorite Bond uh-huh. girls of all to time. To her to her ultimate role in License to Kill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, she was also in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> but I liked Lisa Soto. I think the casting of her as Vampirella is good. I just think they didn't give her a ton to work with. I just feel like the movie, let's cut the chase. The movie feels very low budget. 
Does and it? it? It does. There are a couple of things that work into Lisa Soto's favor. A couple of things. I can think of two off the top exactly. of my head. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, I mean, let's just let's just say it. she is sexy. She's ridiculously sexy. She looks great in the Vampirella getup. I like her cast as the character. What they gave her as far as dialogue and budget did not help. And I'll just leave it at that and turn it over to you. I think I'm going to have to disagree with you on one fundamental concept. I don't think this was the role for her. I don't think they should have cast her into this role. And I don't know much about Vampirella, but the gist that I'm getting is I think we needed somebody with more menace. I think we needed somebody that Mm. was more physically able to, not that she was out of shape, but the fight scenes just... She didn't sell them. Fair enough. She's model sexy, but not athletic sexy. I see what you're saying. I don't know who the perfect person would be for this. I was kind of thinking of somebody like a Ronda Rousey, you know, somebody that's good looking, but also physically somewhat intimidating with an edge. And Talisa Soto, just she's a beautiful woman. And I'm not trying to slant her in any way. I mean, she did her absolute best. I just think at the end of the day, she was miscast for this film. You may be right. I can concede that. I I have a bit of homerism for her. She's one of my favorite Bond girls. She's in my favorite Bond movie. So, no, I I think I had a bit of rose-colored glasses on that. I think you're right. I think there could have been a better casting choice. I think visually she's great, but her acting and physicality range probably wasn't right. You've convinced me. All right. Hey, look at that. Look what I did. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess the only thing to do now is score it. What are you scoring Jim in Hitcher? I gave Jim a six. I thought Jim was better than average. Uh, You make a great point. His performance is really good, but I'm really just looking at the character. Again, that's almost a good thing in a horror movie because you want more of a blank slate because it makes it scarier for the audience if they can imagine themselves in that position. So it's not like a six is bad here. I think the six for the character of Jim is about right. I do agree that C. Thomas Howell's performance probably exceeds the six. I think his performance is probably around an eight or a nine. But just for the character of Jim, I'm giving him a six. What about you? We're seeing eye to eye on this one. I gave him a six as well. Thought he did everything he could with what he was given in that role. But the writer should have given him a little something more. And let's talk about Vampirella. What are you giving uh, to Lisa Soto? Well, again, I'm scoring this on the character itself of Vampirella. So Lisa Soto's performance, again, she may have been miscast. I've got Homer points in here. I've got I'm ridiculously attracted to Lisa Soto points built in here. I know that your score is going to be lower. Uh, I gave her a six as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, mine's a little lower, Jed. (laughs) And I'm not even going to fight you on it. I know I've got Homer points in here. I mean, again, seriously, if you ask me to write down like the top 10 actresses that I think are just drop dead gorgeous and sexy, she's on my list. So there's Homer points. Anyway, let's hear what your points are. Let me start off by saying, yeah, she would be on my list as well. <laughs> but you're able to control that somehow. <laughs> I am. I am. I gave her a four for this one. I just thought she was miscast and it was a strategic error, I think, for the producers and the director on this movie. Still think she's a phenomenal, uh, well, I won't say phenomenal. <laughs> she, she's an adequate actor. It seems like a phenomenal personality and a stunning beauty. I will leave it at that. It breaks my heart by giving her a four. All right. Well, I think I'm ready to close out round two and hand it over to you for round three. All right. Let's get into round three. You hang up on me again, I'll cut you. 
Round three is the villain. How menacing and or entertaining is the villain? I think this bodes pretty well for 1986's Hitcher, but let's get into it. Jason, your thoughts on the villain of Ryder. John Ryder, as played by Rutger Hauer in The Hitcher. Well, like I said, I had a lot of questions after this film. Okay. Yeah, I did but, too. But one question I did not have is, would anybody else have been a better villain in this film? He was awesome Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. his range of acting his menace he somehow managed to have menace and charm Mm -hmm. i don't know quite how he pulled that off his command on the screen i forgotten just how great of an actor rucker howard was but he was the perfect choice for this movie no terrence stamp no uh sam nope. elliott nope don't want to see sam elliott in this role don't want to see terrence stamp in this role this role is rucker howers he i'll tell you this up. much he owned it i don't know if terrence how far he got along in the casting process but sam elliott got very far in fact he did some screen test stuff and they said that he was almost too menacing i'm like what <laughs> goodness what did you do sam elliott <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I know I promised I was going to shut up, but I kind of empathized with him and I didn't know why. There were scenes where like he just looks tired. He just wants to end it. And I'm confused at what his motivations are, but then I'm remembering like this guy's crazy, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't have motivations the same way you and I do. But he's obviously going through something and he's menacing he's revolting he's terrifying but sometimes he's humorous and sometimes you know he's almost pathetic just to be able to carry all of these ranges of emotions through the course of a two-hour film i don't know obviously i'm going to give him a high score and i'm going to agree with you and and you've said it all so this may be rutger howard's best performance i'm thinking of some other movies they've seen him in and this is probably my favorite performance i've seen him in so far there's no blind fury but i haven't seen blind fury it needs to pop up on you action film face no blind fury? oh my goodness <laughs> stop oh. the recording stop the recording that's my favorite uh record howard movie please bring it if we get that year let me know because i would definitely like to see it you know it now let's go over and talk about vlad in vampirella 1996 as played by member of the band the who roger daltrey well (laughs) (laughs) apparently white vampires can't jump Stay in there and then turn into a bat and then you fly away. Okay, so like one of the first times we see him, I think is this the first time we see him is when he's on trial. Mm-hmm. And then his goon squad comes in there and shoots everybody up. And there's the wounded father on the thing. And he goes and he does the menacing crouch. And then he jumps. He springs. And he jumps about as far as I could really jump and realize... <laughs> I just, I literally bust out laughing, man. He got this little curled blonde hair and he's like, ah, and then he, <laughs> he jumped. And then like, you could barely put a credit card between his foot and the ground with the airspace <laughs> that he got. And I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> and then it kind of went downhill from there. I thought his acting was okay. He got a song in there. Good for him. Um <laughs> Nothing. I never really felt menaced by him. I never, I don't know, never really got one way or the other. I say he did all right. Vanilla, I'll pass it to you. That's all I got. Yeah, he, he did his job. He got a little bonus points for going. When I saw it, I was like, isn't this guy a famous rock star? And I kind of Googled it while I was watching the movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's from The Who. 
Oh, yeah, and, Julie. Uh, she's like, oh, that's Roger Daltrey. She nailed it in one. I had yeah. to look it up, but I was like, but I had that tingling in the back of my head before we even got to the song. I was like, this guy's a famous rock star. I'm almost positive. And aside from that, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's go ahead and score it. Uh, let's give some nice, nice high numbers to Rucker Hauer as he played John Ryder in The Hitcher 1986. What's your high number going to be? Uh, I'm giving him an eight. I think despite some of the flaws with the script, he does a phenomenal job. And rest in peace, Rucker Hauer, you're one of the best. Absolutely. We are in round three and we have absolutely mirrored each other on every score in The Hitcher. I also gave it an eight. Over in Vampirella 1996, Roger Daltrey, what do you got? Well, I think he did a little bit better of a job uh, than Talisa. He's very middle of the road. I landed on a five. Exactly what I have. Five. He got the job done. Honestly, I'm going to be very honest here. And no slight to you Who fans out there or anything. In fact, this is not going to be a slight. It's going to be a bonus. I kind of wrote him down originally as a four. I was like, nah. But then I was like, well, he was in the Who. <laughs> I yeah. fucked it up to a five. <laughs> I'm here in the field. I love you, Roger <laughs> Alrighty. Well, all right. I guess we're going to move into a round four, which is the overall spectacle. We all go a little mad sometimes. How visually engaging is the film overall? We're talking stunts. We're talking effects, cinematography, all that good stuff. So let's start it off with the spectacle of Hitcher. What do you think, Jared? Much more spectacle than I imagined when I went to the film. Again, I was like, this is a hitchhiker movie, so they really just need like a car and a couple of guys. <laughs> and then the next thing I know, I got like police chases, a helicopter crashing, cars flipping over, cut off fingers, slashed up policemen. There's a lot of spectacle in this movie, more so than I would have expected. So I actually really liked it. The cinematography was very good. The camera work was excellent. Surprisingly good. I wouldn't say great because some of it was very, you're going to hear me use this word again later, improbable. Like, let's be honest, man. You ain't shooting down no helicopter with a six-shot revolver with the greatest of ease. With your first shot. Yeah, I'm like, come on. While driving. I mean, it's record house. Off-road. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I'll just leave it at that. And let me hear what you have to say about the spectacle. I alluded to it earlier. I really got a Mad Max vibe off of this thing. I enjoyed the cinematography. This was some very remote locations down in, I'm guessing this was Southern California. Or, or actually, I think it was Arizona, wasn't it? Te- well, they said it was Texas, but I don't know where they filmed it. You're right. There was a lot of action. There was a lot of moving parts. Cinematography, like I said, was awesome. The effects were really good. The stunt driving in particular was spot on. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, much more so than I would have originally thought. Again, though, improbable. I mean, this kid, like, outfoxing all three police cars. (laughs) This is Texas police. Oh, come on now. Don't get us in trouble in Texas. So what about Vampirella? What did you think about the spectacle there? Well, unfortunately, the spectacle of Vampirella, again, suffers from its low budgetness. There's a lot of other movies coming out around 1996 that are much more polished, even though this is the early stages of CGI, of bad CGI. And some of that appears in Vampirella, especially when, like, when they turn into vampire bats. But they tried, and I'm a sucker for those mystery science theater style movies where sort of bad effects actually make me happy on a certain level because it's just kind of fun to watch. 
but well, overall show for you <laughs> and overall the spectacle of vampirella not what it should be for such a storied comic book character and i'll pass it to you you know at first i thought oh this must have been a low budget kind of rip off of blade because i saw kind of a couple of the same themes in there and then i looked i was like Blade was like two years after this so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there goes so blade was ripping off vampirella I, yeah it seems like in some some cases but yeah we'll let that go you know julie watched this with me and she said you know i think they're trying to go for the camp of flash gordon and just not pulling it off i don't know for a fact that that's true but it kind of made some sense to me that is a tough line to walk to. Like when you're trying to go for camp, you have to somehow communicate to the audience that it's almost like Roger Moore, James Bond. You kind of almost had to wink at the camera every once yeah. in a while. And if you don't sell it, then your movie just kind of seems bad. And and unfortunately, as far as spectacle goes, I think I think we're going to see below average scores for the both of us. But this isn't my round. This is your round. So take it from here. Oh, I was just going to say, this reminds me of uh, when I was a kid, right? Like I watched baseball, watched a lot of baseball and saw how these professional baseball players approached the plate and played on the field. Then I went and tried to play baseball and I made a huge mess of it. Turns out you can watch all you want, but when it comes time to perform yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, I think Vampirella watched a lot of action films and said, you know what? I'm going to try to do that. I can do that. And pull the pull the Jason on the diamond. That's what I think happened. So I'll just end up with that. Let's score it. So spectacle hitcher. What are you giving it? I'm going to give it a very strong seven. I was feeling seven for their spectacle. I think it was really good, but above average. A horror movie doesn't generally require a ton of spectacle. That's why horror movies are often made that you can make them with a low budget. And this one really delivered. So above average, a solid seven. Yeah, I agree. You could actually have brought this into action film face-off and been a legit contender. And Mm -hmm. uh, continuing our trend, I scored it a seven as well. (laughs) Four rounds of identical scores on the hitcher from Jason and I. (laughs) So what about Vampirella? All right, let's get it done. Painful effects just didn't really come together. Fun for those people who like Mystery Science Theater. I think the Rift Tracks guys should totally do a Rift Tracks of this film if they haven't already. All that said, I'm giving it a four. I think it's slightly below average. Yeah, probably a little more than slightly, but I gave it a four as well. It got two points for the same reason that we've (laughs) I'll say that I think the costuming was good. I mean, again, she looked good as Vampirella. At least they got that part right. That she did. I mean, she was toned. She was looking fit. She was good looking. She could not run in those. Could not run in those heels. That was hilarious when they do like that wide shot of her running. And she has obviously no stunt double. Yeah, Vlad could have just like power walked and got away. Doing her best to keep up, you know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So a pair of fours, huh? All right. All right. That wraps up round four. Let's move into round five. They mostly come at night. Mostly. Round five is action scene. This is action film face-off, kind of horror film face-off, but we're still paying attention to the action. Even if you're a horror film, you better deliver something. You better like have some kind of action that scares the pants off of us or whatever. Probably not the best phrase when talking about Vampirella. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I stand by it. So let's talk about best action scene. There's lots to choose from in Hitcher. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bet that we're going to land on the same one, but let's find out. What's your best action scene in Hitcher? Gravitating towards the police car chase uh, when they're in the getaway police car and they've got all those other cars chasing them in the helicopter. I thought that was really intense, riveting, some good action scenes, some good stunt driving. 
that's the one I'm landing with. Same one. I picked the uh, car chase as well. Uh, again, improbable. I really doubt that this young man is going to outdrive and and trick the cops into shooting out each other's tires. This is like some Wiley Coyote shit going on. And then Rutger Howard shooting down the helicopter with a little six shot revolver. I, very improbable, but gosh, was it fun to watch. So that got my vote as well. Let's go to 1996. Jason, there's so much to choose from in Vampirella for your favorite action scene. What you got, man? I think my favorite action scene is there near the end, just before the face-off between Vlad and Vampirella, when the Purge team actually does the raid on the vampire cult. That could have been great. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's probably the best scene in the movie. I concur. I have Purge raid in my notes as well. And again, I think if it played out in a comic book, it would have been better. But the execution on film was, in fact, I have a note here that says there's actually nothing truly memorable about any of the action scenes in this movie. Five or ten years from now, I'll think back on the Hitcher and go, man, they flipped two cars and crashed a helicopter. Five or ten years from now, I'll think back to Vampirella and be like, Talisa Soto is really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that was a skimpy costume. <laughs> I mean, that's God's honest truth. So let's get our scores in. Jason, what did you score the highway chase in The Hitcher? I thought that was well above average. Not the best that I've seen, but certainly well above a five. I landed on a seven for that one. <laughs> five rounds later, same scores again. I have a seven. All right. We My are. Goodness. We both really enjoyed The Hitcher. Right? Yeah, we both are seeing very eye to eye on The Hitcher. And we're not too far apart on Vampirella either, by the way. Speaking in which what'd you give that raid scene the the purge raid i gave it a merciful four. Oh, uh, we've hit our first round where i was meaner to vampirella than you were i gave it a three again i just was like i'm not gonna remember this i'm, I'm not gonna argue with you i mean truth to tell i fell asleep in a couple parts of this movie I, I and and truth to tell there was definitely several parts in the movie where i was you know checking my social media it just wasn't holding me yeah and then conversely i mean with hitcher as you well know i watched it like last night and got done around midnight and it kept me engaged the whole time so yeah there's definitely a palpable difference you can palp it and that is the end of round five all right well that's gonna bring us to the sixth and final round I just can't take no pleasure in killing. And that's, I guess we call it the wild card, the deduction round. It's the reduction for the ridiculous. You've been alluding to maybe a pistol shooting down a helicopter, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Improbable uh, is the word I keep using. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and find out. Are you going to take anything off for Hitcher? I'm going to take off two points from Hitcher. I have minus one on my little note sheet here, and next to it I wrote Improbable. <laughs> so many decisions that he made made his situation worse there's so many improbable things like the helicopter being taken down with a six-shot revolver the kid outsmarting the cops it just i mean let's think about it too like the hitcher went into the police station and killed like i don't know six cops and, yeah. and unlocked the door like how did he do that and again that's why i was kept thinking like it's got to be this kid or something like <laughs> like now he's i want to see that movie yeah I, I want to see your version. Well, and I thought, too, because when they were interviewing him and he was like, well, what's the name of the guy you're going to go see? He's like, I can't remember. I'm like, what the? Come on, man. <laughs> you, have, you have literally one job. <laughs> Call my brother. And then there's no response. I just like, this is weird. I don't oh. know how that knife got in my pocket and my ID <laughs> got taken out. It just was like, this is really weird. But anyway, Improbable. I'm sorry. This is your deduction round. That's so. all right. Improbable, Jason. I did like the scene where he's like, call my brother. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I would do that because 
I know you and I know me. And we'd both be like, oh, he's guilty as hell. <laughs> Giggling. <laughs> you should probably lock him up three, four days. Oh, you don't know half the shit he's done. <laughs> anyway, my second deduction, I have minus one because this, I know I've mentioned it several times, but it bothered me to this level. I wrote, Jim is the worst decision maker ever. He just makes so many bad decisions. I know I've already harped on him. Harp on it one more time. Minus one for that. So a total of minus two in my deduction round. What about you, man? I also took off two. One for the same that you talked about. I thought particularly the shooting down of the helicopter. I was like, nah, that's kind of ridiculous. But the other one, it's like, you know that scene when Jim goes, why are you doing this? He's like, you're a smart boy. You'll figure it out. Well, I never figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe I'm not smart, but I know how to subtract one. So minus two for the hitcher. You minus it. That's what I you do. Minus it. Yep. So what about Vampirella? Are you taking anything off there? <laughs> Interesting phrasing. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't find that as humorous as I did. <laughs> you know, I, I took most of my minuses out during the regular scoring round. So I'm actually going to only take minus one on Vampirella, even though it's obviously the weaker of the two films. But I addressed that in, in most of my other scores. I just gave it a, an extra minus one, if you will. And I wrote down, I feel like this is an abuse of a cool property. I really feel like I don't ever want to be so snarky to say something's wasteful. But I almost kind of wish this movie wasn't made. And then they waited another to, to, to now when comic book movies are being made and being made right. I would love to see what they would make now. Uh, a noble effort you know, to the people that made it. I've never made a movie before. We've been picking on you and all, but I still feel like Vampirella is a property deserving of more. So I gave it a minus one. Oh, that's fair enough. I just, I kind of thought like I beat up on it enough going down. I'm not deducting anymore. Oh, you were nicer than I was. Now, don't worry if you haven't been keeping up with the math at home, folks. We do that for you. And looking at our judges' scorecards, the winner of the very first horror film face-off with a score of 66 to 45, to nobody's surprise, is The Hitcher. Remember, folks, remember the rule. That's right. Hitchhiking, and you're considering it. Make sure you go whoop the ass before you get in the car. <laughs> Play those odds, kids. All mm-hmm. right. Congratulations to Hitcher. Now let's head over to the randomizer and find out what the years are going to be for our next episode. My brother Jared will be pulling a film from... Choose your destiny. 1978. And I will bring a film from... Choose your destiny. 2014. What will those films be? Well, we'll tease them on social media for those of you who want to watch before listening, Dave. Or you could tune in next episode to find out. Until then, I'm Jason Weaselskull Ulbrich, and you can find me on social media at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me, Jared Albrick, the Yard Sale Artist, a.k.a. Death Probe, at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all Yard Sale Artist. You can also find me selling candy corns at your neighborhood grocery store. And be sure to check out all the shows under the Longbox Crusade umbrella by subscribing to Longbox Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, or pretty much all your finer podcatchers. 
Or you can go directly to our website, which is www.longboxcrusade.com. If you'd like to send us a question or a comment, you can do that by hitting us up at social media at Longbox Crusade. Or we have our own Twitter here. We have at AFFO Podcast. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter. Or you can hit up Longbox Crusade itself, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all Longbox Crusade. And you know what, Jason? Mm-hmm. You know what I love to do? I love, what do, you to love do, to do? I love to do listener giveaways. So if you're listening to this right now, perk those ears up because I'm about to give something away. If you're listening to this right now, go over to our Twitter account, which is at AFFO Podcast. Give a comment on this episode and make sure you include hashtag. You ready for this? Hashtag train to Busan. Busan spelled B-U-S-A-N. Because we're commemorating this very first horror film face-off with a really good horror action movie. If you've never seen Train to Busan, you need to see this. I almost picked that as a, one of our <laughs> films one time. I wanted to see it. Oh, my goodness. It's, it may show up on Action Film Face-Offs, but it's also a zombie movie. Super good. Really good flick. So go to our at AFFO podcast Twitter account and make sure to comment on this episode and use hashtag train to Busan. And we were going to pick a random winner from all the people that use that hashtag on our comments. And we will just mail you this brand new DVD, Train to Busan, right to your house commemorating the first ever horror film face-off for Halloween special. Nice. I like it. And if you want to interact with us via live chat and be entered to win some more free stuff on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Live Stream on YouTube. We do them the second Sunday of every month, and we start at about 3.30 p.m. Central Time. That's second Sunday of every month, 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Action Film Face-Off and our Halloween special of Horror Film Face-Off. We really appreciate you listening. Don't forget hashtag train to Busan if you want that DVD. And until the next episode, keep your silver bullets handy and your garlic fresh. <laughs> The intro and outro theme to this show and all of our action film face-off shows are done by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it. Did you know? All right, here we go. Well, there's not a whole lot. Did you know? (laughs) Did you know that Talisa Soto was smoking hot in this film? Yes. I did, yes. (laughs) (laughs) While you're looking, uh, a a listener, Pat Sampson, has asked, how do I become a member? Blow up your pants. (laughs) He got a Diamonds Are Forever insult out of that one, Pat. (laughs) You don't have to enter your scores or anything. I write them down on my sheet when I'm done (laughs) Oh, I thought you wanted me to keep track of them on here so that... No, no, it's just just a printout so that you can have it. Uh, one sheeted. You don't have to flip through notes or anything like that. Oh, you're trying to get me to stop flipping through yes. notes. Yes, I, I actually ah, talked to the uh, audience about that before you got here while I was while I was vamping for time. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to the under underprepared episode of Action Film Face Off slash Horror Film Face Off. And the answer to your question, Pat, is no. None of these movies are from the 1970s series. I see what you're doing, mm-hmm. and I don't like it (laughs) i find it mildly amusing (laughs) come on let's get going it's time for the halloween party
Has a great pumpkin been by? <laughs> what blockhead sitting in a pumpkin patch in the middle of the night? You've missed trick or treat, and now you're going to miss the Halloween party. What a way to spend Halloween. <laughs>